morning, everybody. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning, Jeff. How are you this morning? <laughs> hey, does everybody have a family camp uh, schedule? Who wants a family camp schedule? Raise your hand. All right, all right, cool. We got two. Hey, Mary, would you help me out? You have the gift of service. Come, help me out. There's a handsome young man there and a lovely young woman there. If you'd like to share those, that'd be awesome. And give one to your mom, just in case. There we go. Those two right there. That'd be awesome. So Marin is going to go on a mission trip here in what, August? Is that right? Oh, prepare for a mission trip. And uh, I got to do her big brother's wedding. Uh, it was pre-COVID. I did it right in the middle of COVID for you guys, but it was pre-COVID for him. And and uh, it was so fun. And uh, just Marin just had this sweet spirit of, of service. And so I appreciated that. So thank you for continuing to show that. All right. Well, here we go. It's that time again. It's uh, encouragement. And I got some really good ones here today. Thank you, Emma, for an amazing servant's heart as you come up to grab that one to give to yourself. This is good. <laughs> Dear Daddy and Mommy of Avery, you are awesome parents. I love... Where, where's, where's Mommy? <laughs> okay, I, I love watching how much you care and love your little sweet daughter. She is richly blessed to have you, and so are we. So there you go. You know who Avery, mommy, and daddy are? Okay, good. All right. Jeff Sharon, once again, I'm so thankful for seeing a need, for you seeing a need around the old building. Thank you for changing out the old fluorescent lights for the new LEDs. And I'm going to add to this one, getting older with these bifocals, I need all the light I can get. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate that. Jeffrey. You're a boogerhead, and I love you. <laughs> and then I was hijacked by someone, and I know this person's handwriting. I think Sharon does, too. Yep, I agree. You're a boogerhead, but I still love you as well. There you go. Man, Jeff, that's pretty rugged. Hey. <laughs> well, these two I'm going to have to save because they're not here today which is, is sad. So anyway, I'll hold those until they're here because they're sweet, sweet, sweet folks and we want to make sure we can we can see their, their responses and whatnot. It'll be great. Okay, let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Proverbs in chapter three. Proverbs chapter three. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you're dying to do something at family camp, but if, if you are, there is there there's room for you. And so uh, I heard a new frame, a new phrase. In in the military, you're not volunteered, you're uh, voluntold. Wow, that's a rugged one. <laughs> I'm not going to voluntell anyone, promise. But uh, anyway. <laughs> I will ask, <laughs> so if you don't want to be asked, you know, volunteer, so anyway, that'd be great. Thank you. Oh, by the way, that, that uh, again, about the uh, family camp agenda, if you have it in front of you, that would be great. Uh, the camp starts at 7 o'clock this Friday evening. When I say starts, I mean, you know, the first songs are going to be sung, the first sermons are going to be preached starting at 7, 
And uh, there's going to be wonderful finger food refreshments brought by us. <laughs> brought by us. And so uh, if you want to bring some of those, that would be fantastic. But more importantly, uh, I am going to lead out the charge. And I'm going to drag uh, Matt Hartford all the way from Virginia, all the way from Alvador up to Sky Camp to help me set up. Now, there's going to be a bunch of other people that will be there, too. My son Andrew's going to be there setting up the music, and Scott's going to be there setting up the sound system and the projection system, and 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 your wonderful uh, son and daughter, or just son? At least son. At least son? I'm not trying to volunteer you. No, voluntold. And I'm not trying to voluntold you, okay? So, anyway. So, uh, 3 o'clock is when people are going to start showing up to set up. And so, if you'd like to show up to help set up, that would be great. And uh, if someone's going to be up there earlier, that's great. Just let the people know that we're coming. Not yeah, to. If there's going to be anybody earlier than three, they need to come. So I can okay, excellent. All right. I hadn't heard of anybody else going, but just in case. All right. And then if you take a look at the, the lineup, we have some great ones. And I've done some interesting different things this year. Uh, I asked uh, Matt Hartford to come out to preach specifically on two sides of trust. The first side of trust is right at the end of the Saturday morning, and the second side is right at the beginning of Saturday evening. And uh, his, his message are, are, are very, very pointed. And, you know, you, you're not going to expect anything else from, from Matt Hartford. And so uh, he has a little videotape. The videotape will keep your attention. It's only a minute and a half long. But he will introduce who is actually speaking in that, and uh, it will make the hair on the back of your head stand up. Because I don't think we really understand what the scriptures teach in uh, Revelation chapter 19 about Satan gathering all the armies of the world together and surrounding the camp of the saints. I don't think we really understand what that means. Okay? But if you're there and you see that minute and a half video, and it's not taken of some... I don't mean to be mean here, but somebody that thinks they know all things and knows nothing, it is a group of very, very high, powerful, powerful CEOs and political leaders um, at a forum where they speak basically what the plan is to be laid out by 2030. So um, a minute and 30 seconds will help us to understand how God has really kind of led us in this wonderful series of annual lessons, the power of positive. When everything else seems to be shaking out, the man or woman who's positive and moving forward, that or the woman who's moving, that's the one you want to be with because they're going to see what can be. See, a transcendent faith. And uh, as we go right along, they're going to be honest and sincere they're going to be ones who are present in your life to help you. And I pray that you learn enough to know that you need to be present in my life so we can help each other. As we talked about just this last year, about persevering together. Persevering. Because you can give me encouragement and energy to persevere as I can give you that. And then finally, of course, this year, it always seems like as I pray about it and I think about it, I already have an idea of what I want to do for next year, but we'll see. But the power of trust, how important that is. And so the first lesson will be a short lesson by me on 
Why are we doing this? And the interesting thing is, is that when there are troubled times in your life, who do you run to? The friend that's always failed you? The person that's a good show but no go? Is that who you run to? Or who do you run to? People that are rock solid, amen? People that you can depend on. People who've been there for you day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out. The constant man, the constant woman, amen? The persevering one, the man or woman of integrity. And so I'm so thankful that I selected this uh, this this particular topic. And by the way, the lessons have been great. And I'm not talking about mine necessarily. I'm talking about the men who've stood up here and they've spoken. So with that, I hope that you'll uh, show up. And I'm asking some very special guests to show up uh, on my dime uh, for a particular uh, lesson or two. And so uh, I hope they do show up because it will really help our community be strengthened and so I hope that you'll show up too and be an encouragement to the others. You know, I don't know if this, if I missed the memo that this be in the weekend to take a vacation. I'm sorry. There's usually more people here, but that's okay. I hope they get the message too and I hope they show up. So, all right. Is there any other announcements I need to make? No ladies study Thursday night. No ladies study Thursday night. There is a Monday night college age. Yes. Yes. Uh, so take your time going in and out because those trucks get close to 100,000 pounds. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, it's your job to get out of their way. All right. If you're listening and you're going to be going to family camp, Ryan just said that they're moving a lot of big equipment out of the Winbury area. I'm assuming it's logging equipment. Yeah. And so uh, be very, very careful going out. Probably allow yourself a little bit more time to get there. So thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. So, and I don't know if you've ever have been uh, head on on a corner with a big old log truck or worse, one of those flatbeds with a big old gigantic equipment, right? That's think what you're talking about. It's, it's scary. So there you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. What a great promise. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Let's pray. Father, we know, uh, and so many of us have this very passage of scripture memorized. It's a tremendous promise that if we would but trust you, entrust our lives in every way to you, that Father, you have promised here that you would make our path straight. Father, actually, as we're going to look at it today, you know, if we choose the path that you've called us to, that our paths will become straight. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, easy. It just means uh, deeply, deeply fulfilling. What we really were created to experience in this life, that abundant life that only you can provide. And I pray that I might be able to bring some specifics, some illustrations today that would help. Lord, I'm so thankful for your promises. I'm so thankful for your faithfulness. I'm so thankful that we can trust in you for you have proved constant. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
You are the one who with there is no shifting shadow. You are a constant. I'm so thankful that your word never changes. The rules never change. The life never changes. The example never changes. So we, we have that constant in our lives. And I'm so thankful for that. And so I would pray, Father, this morning as we look at this passage that you would greatly encourage us as we finish the last part of this passage, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So today we finish up that short three series lessons on uh, trusting the Lord with all of our hearts. And I hope that you've been encouraged by the last two. We began with examining what is meant by trusting God with all our heart, all of it, and not leaning on our own understanding. You know, it's really difficult to trust someone completely if, if you've been let down by someone before. And I don't mean to be mean when I say this, but I'm a father. And if, if I, as a father, have let my sons down, then it's a little bit more difficult, especially if that had been a consistent pattern. I hope not. But anyway, uh, that, that there's a struggle then to trust a God who we call Father. And so it's important for us to recognize that we go back and we, we look and examine and see this God who is a God living in and through history. He created mankind. He's always been present. He's not that God uh, that's far off that wound up the toy and walked away. Man, he designed it and he is a part of everyone's life whether they realize it or not. He brings the sunshine and the rain on the evil and the good. By the way, really quickly, I'm sorry, the weatherman was wrong. God was right. It's a beautiful day outside. And I pulled the plug on our cleanup day. But we can clean up on the inside. And so it's amazing to realize that if we are willing to trust him instead of ourselves. I remember there was a... Uh, a young woman who is a gospel singer. Ryan, she's really cute. She's blonde. And, and you really think she's cute? That, that not Faith Hill. Carrie yeah, Carrie Underwood. That's it, Carrie Underwood. Thank you. She sang a song about, you know, uh, Jesus, don't let me take the wheel. And uh, so trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Man, when I've taken the wheel before from God thinking I knew it all, guess what happened? It's almost automatic putting it in the ditch. And so, uh, you know, it's important for us to remember that God is not surprised by anything. He's seen it all to the very last day. He's seen it all because he's outside of time and we can trust him. And so last week we, we discovered that uh, in all your ways acknowledge him. In other words, as a faithful man or woman of God, Everything you do should be stamped with Jesus. Instead of made in China, it should be made by Jesus. And so people go, wow, that is really amazing. That's awesome. And you know, as we've talked about before, what keeps people out of the church? Hypocrisy, where that is like the uh, genuine, not so genuine fake. It's important for us to acknowledge in every facet of our life. Jesus's authority. You know, when we do that, it's absolutely amazing what happens. People then learn to trust you because they see the constancy of God in you. 
the constancy of God in me. And you know where people have lost trust in me when I did not follow Jesus' way. And the same with you. It's just that's how that works. As we become men and women of integrity, so we become trustworthy. But today, today, I want to look at this last part. Verse 6, it says here, In all your ways acknowledge him, and here it is, and he, God, will make your paths straight. Well, this morning I want to talk about what does that mean? Make your paths straight. It kind of sounds like just straight arrow. You ever been driving out in the Mojave Desert or Death Valley? I did when I was a little kid. Man, you could see forever the road until it, it goes away in a mirage. It just goes forever straight. That's not what it's talking about. But it kind of sounds good. It's easy. Just, you know, put it on autopilot, set it for 110, just fly. Nah, it doesn't work that way. So let's finish today by first looking at what does it mean our paths and that God's going to straighten them. What does that mean? And then the next question is a good one. How are you going to do that, God? I don't know about you, but whenever whenever I get my life straightened out, ow, it hurts. You know, change hurts, right? You know what I'm saying? And so uh, how's God going to do that? And finally, finally, the blessing in the conclusion, my third point is, you know what? God is so amazing. He can bring about change and the joy that we experience in that change can be tremendous. With the right mindset, trusting him. So let's jump right in. Let's look at point number one, and I hope you have your lesson plan in front of you. Uh, they were in the little bulletins out there. And so it says, the promise uh, of a straight path defined. So what does the word path actually mean? I give you the, the Hebrew word if you want to go look it up. I love it when people in the audience have their, their little mobile devices and they go, I wonder if this guy's really telling the truth. I don't know if you're doing that or not, but I love it when you do, because then you know I'm, I found the same thing that you did, and it's kind of cool. But look, look what is found there. Literally, that means to travel along a well-trodden road or path. In other words, man, a lot of people have traveled on that path, and you've traveled on that path so much so that it's so common and so familiar. Now, that may not be the best path, but that's the path that's been well-worn, okay? And I don't know about you, how many of you have ever come out here before, if you're coming from town, and uh, you just automatically take the Highway 58 exit, you come right out Highway 58? The only problem is, is when you're going to Cresswell. I've come out here so many times that when I drive on Highway 58 South, there's only one exit, it's 58 exit. So I'm going along and I get off and I'm going, wait a minute, I wanted to go to Cresswell. Thank goodness there's a couple road, back roads. I've done that more than once. I'm serious. And you know, you just get so into the groove. You know what I'm saying? That's what this path is. Okay. And sometimes we get in that path and we think, all right, life's good. And then we hit some ugly times and rough road and our life starts to fall apart and wheels are coming off and we're going, ah, that's me. I always include you in my story. Sorry. That's probably not you. I'm just saying that's me. But, you know, metaphorically, the, the, the path here is really quite interesting. You might want to jot this down. There's just a couple of them there. Uh, a manner or way of life. A manner or way of life. That's one possibility in regards to what this word means from a, a, more of a spiritual standpoint. A manner or a way of life. 
Or the second one is a course of living and acting. It's a, it's a behavioral pattern in your life, a behavioral pattern. And uh, I have to share with you, I, I really loved my dad and, and growing up, you know, we, I had struggles with my dad. And, uh, but I thought as I grew older that I could follow my dad and not suffer the consequences of his choices. And uh, so I was selfish and very critical of people. And I'll tell you what, how many friends do you get by being selfish and critical? A boatload, right? Everybody flocks to you because you are the, so selfish and critical. They just love it. Not. Everything's negative. It's a manner or a way of life. You catch it. You can catch it from people. How many of you know the Bible says, you know, who you hang out with is kind of how you end up going, right? Say, he who walks with the wise grows wise, the companion of fools suffers harm. Man, when I became a Christian and I was reading through Proverbs, man, that one, every time I read it, I went, ooh, ooh, okay? And I was coming out of that mess that I was in, but... That always, even today, it's like, oh man, I'm glad I'm on the other side of that equation and not on the, the foolish side. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, it's great. So, But a course of, of living and acting, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And uh, a lifestyle can really get you into trouble. Uh, I remember when credit cards really started to gain traction. Remember what one of the big slogans were? And I don't remember what bank it was or what credit card made. It was MasterCard. That's an ominous name. My MasterCard. I own MasterCard. Actually, the MasterCard will probably end up owning you if you're not careful. You know, the old saying was, hey, play now and pay later. That was really on the television. I was a television baby, latchkey kid. So I was always watching the television. And I figured, what are those things? You can play now and pay later. Those sound great. That's a lifestyle, man. And I'll tell you what, that's a lifestyle that could really get you into trouble. Okay? How about plan now, save now, and play guilt-free later? Hey, that sounds like a good idea. Okay? It's a lifestyle, see? And so the path is talking about the way we've lived our lives may need to be straightened a little bit. I'll tell you what, I needed to get straightened a lot, as many of you well know. And I'm glad that I did. The word straight, by the way, is interesting. It's not what you think. I keep envisioning this bent piece of a rod and just kind of bending it. And it's like just painful to think about it. That's not what he's talking about here. The word straight, or in the King James, it's the, the word uh, direct, direct. Literally, it means uh, to make straight, even, or, or direct. But metaphorically, there's, there's four things there you might want to jot down. From a spiritual standpoint, from an application to our life, the first one is absolutely phenomenal. I hope you write it down because we're going to use it later. We're going to use this one later. The first one here for, for to make our lives straight is to make our lives Right, pleasant, and prosperous. Right, pleasant, 
and prosperous. You know what bitter tears are? How about tears of joy? They look the same, don't they? They're wet. They're salty. They come popping out of your eyes. Bitter tears oftentimes squirt out like tears of joy squirt out. In fact, I've seen some folks, man, they just, they actually do that. Mine don't. I'm a man. I keep it inside. Right? But one is bitter and one is sweet. And it depends on that way of life, see? And so how would you like a, a way of life, a path that's straight, that is right, pleasant, and prosperous? I don't know about you. And I'm not talking about money. I don't want to be thought as, oh, he's one of those prosperity doctrine dudes. No. I'll tell you what the richest thing in the whole world is, and I think my boys would agree with this, is just time with someone you love, time with dad, time with your sons. For me, time with my wife, time with my sons. You know, relationships are so important. How many remember when you're a little kid, you got a present and the box was so cool, but the present was like, yeah, and you played with the box. What? <laughs> I've actually seen my sons have done that, you know, and I know some of you have done that. It's like, the box they're crawling in the box and it's a spaceship they're crawling in the box and it's a car they're crawling in the box and it's a submarine and the toy was like what happened to the toy well I, you know whatever but then when dad gets and plays in the submarine that's even better right and so it's important for us to recognize this pleasant and prosperity is not we're not talking money necessarily so look at the second one that word straight means to be tranquil, composed, or peaceful of mind. Write that one down. This straight, this straight path can be filled with peace of mind, tranquility, composed, not shaken. Would you suggest to me, as I am going to suggest to you, that things are not quite like they've been pretty consistently over the past several decades. The last two years have been rather strange and unusual. Am I off the mark on that one at all? No. I, I don't think so. Just a little different. A lot different. Depression has been off the chart, actually, since COVID hit. And then we had the, around here, locally anyway, we had the peaceful protests and the peaceful fires and the peaceful, anyway, I'm not going to go any further. But anyway, all those peaceful things were a little unnerving. They weren't causing me to have peace. And I know they weren't causing other people to have peace either. Okay. Little. So how would you like to have peace in the midst of craziness. Now, I'm going to tell my wife she's the most awesome woman in the whole world for me. And sometimes when I'm going, ah, this crazy, ah, she goes, I love this when she does this. And she does it very nicely. She goes, you need to go to your room and pray. <laughs> it's kind of like when we used to tell our boys, you need to go to your room and fold your hands and sit on your bed. Okay, my wife is amazing. And you know what? The first few times she did that, I was like, Grrr! you know, and then I, then I go, 
yeah, that's probably what I should do. And I go do it. It's like, man, I feel great. So who was I trusting in? Who was I looking at? What was my reality? The craziness of the world. And she just goes spend time with God. That's what she was saying. And I go spend time with God and guess what happens? Every single time. Like, wait a minute. God's already been to this place. He's seen it before. It was not a surprise to him. If I would have trusted him, it wouldn't have been a surprise to me. I have a great wife. So I go to my room, Cody room. She doesn't really say it that way, but I, I say it that way because it's funny. Okay, And I pray, and it's great spending time with the Lord. And I would suggest to you, and I know preachers aren't supposed to suggest it, but I would suggest to you that I'll probably need my wife to say that a few more times before I give up the ghost. All right? Just saying. But, you know, preachers are all perfect, so, you know. But I, I'm just going to tell it like it is. Well, the next one is really great, making the making the the, the your path straight, um, and this is a beautiful one. Uh, the word jasher—that's how you pronounce that word, by the way. Not yasher; it's jasser, J J J, jasher, J jasser. You know Yeshua. I always used to call it Yeshua. It's Jeshua, meaning Jesus. So jasher. Jasher means integrity, by the way. Straight integrity. The, the life of integrity, upright life. Those who go in a straight path, God will cause his life to prosper. Straight path meaning an upright life of integrity. I love the scripture in the book of Proverbs. The man of integrity walks securely. He who takes the crooked path will be found out. And then all of a sudden, their crooked path becomes much more unpleasant. Would you agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that a lot, unfortunately, from my past. But I'll tell you what's really cool is when you step into the scriptures and you go, okay, so the man of integrity walks securely. He who takes the crooked path will be found out. What does it mean, Lord, to live a life of integrity? Help me know this. So I don't have to worry about getting found out. I love it when I get found out doing the right things, don't you? When my wife gets up and I've cleaned up the kitchen before she gets up. Sorry, honey, I didn't do that today. Anyway, so uh, she goes, oh. I get found out. It's great. It's wonderful. I love it. It's not so fun when she finds candy wrappers in my car or pastry wrappers is the case maybe today. Oh, I'm found out. Don't smile. I knew you would smile on that one. It was healthy pastry. Healthy. Well, okay, I lied. Preachers sometimes do that too. It wasn't healthy pastry, but it sure was good. So, so notice, when you're doing the right thing, you get found out, and it's like, yeah, woohoo! Right? But I've experienced the other a lot in my past, thank goodness. But so when you make, when you make your life a life of integrity, you look at the life that Jesus calls you to, and you begin to step into that life, and wow, it's so, it's so amazing. For the visitors in here, if only you could have heard some of my sermons about the life I used to live. I'm not going to bore everyone with it again, but 
it's pretty amazing where I've been and I'm so thankful where I'm at and I'm excited to where I'm going, see? Well, the last part of this one, as you look at your notes, there's, there's, there should be one more check mark. If there's not, I blew it. It means to esteem or value, to esteem or value a concept, principle, or practice. To esteem or value. How many, how many of you esteem someone who's consistently honest with you and when they have to be brutally honest, it doesn't hurt because they're kind when they say it. How many know what I'm talking about? I love it when people are honest. I love it when people are honest, even when it's something I need to hear, I don't want to hear, but I need to hear, and they say it in such a way that it builds me up. I love that. That's wonderful. Jesus was that way, by the way. He was awesome. So how does God make our path straight? Point number two. How does he do that? Psalms 119, let's turn there. These are really quick, 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 quick little scriptures that answer that question. How does God make our paths, our lives straight? How does he do that? And he does it pain-free for the most part. Uh, you know, we might whine about it because we don't have the right mindset, but he makes it pretty pain-free. Psalms 119, verses 127 and uh, 128. 127, 128. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold. Yes, above fine gold. There's that valuing piece. Therefore, I esteem, I value highly, write all of your precepts concerning everything. I hate every false way. Wow, what a mindset. I love your word. I do, by the way. It's so awesome when you find something so exciting. Like Jeff gave a great lesson this morning and he preached a really great verse out of numbers about trusting God that I haven't found yet. Not that I'm jealous or anything, but I was going, yeah, did you see me get my pen out? And I was like making sure I got it all. <laughs> so cool. I know I'm a nerd, but I, I, I love this. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold. Yes, above fine gold. Therefore, I jasher. Write all your precepts. I value, I, I hold up as so awesome. Write all your precepts concerning everything. I hate every false way. You know, you finished with a passage of scripture I love from 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1. Everything that we need for life and godliness is found in the true knowledge of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the course. Remember, we preached that not too long ago. Jesus is the course. You follow Jesus and your life will be made what? Pleasant. Your life will be made prosperous. You will be peace, have peace in the time of storm. For those of you who have embraced trusting God with all your heart and you're following him, you've experienced that and are experiencing that. And so the first thing is, is that you need to value the word of God as that tool by which God will show you the right, right way to go. Many of you know this, and it's a very important tool that I've used. Whenever I go into a grocery store to go grocery shopping for my wife, I never wander the aisles aimlessly. I go to the first person that I know works there and goes, I need help. I'm kind of bug-eyed. Can you help me with my list? Because I don't want to be here all night finding these things. 
And they have to be that brand. My wife said so. You got that? You come home with me, you talk with my wife. Okay? So I ask directions. You know how guys will just, you know, I know where I'm going. I don't need to stop at a gas station. I don't need to Google it. I know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't raise your hand. I can see some grins. My point is what? Ask for directions and value the directions that you get. Look at Psalms 119, 103, verse 103 and 104. Look at that. Psalms uh, 119, one, the chapter 119, and then 103 and 104. How sweet are your words to my taste? Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. From your precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. I really love that it's talking about the understanding of the right way. See, because we can choose the false way or we could choose the right way. Look at Psalms uh, chapter 25. Psalms 25. By the way, we have a preacher preaching on Psalms 25 and uh, it is an amazing, amazing passage. We're going to look at verse 4 and 5. Uh... Are you teachable? Don't answer that out loud. But ask yourself that. Am I teachable? Depends. <laughs> Are you teachable? Look at this passage of scripture. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Look at that. Teach me your ways. Teach me your path. Teach me your truth. I remember I was a little kid following my brother in the snow, and I thought I knew a better way. My brother, four years older, had been in this one area that we used to, I used to live at Lake Tahoe, by the way, and snow, we're talking about snow. I mean, it would snow overnight, and we'd have four feet of snow. And if you've ever been down there or heard, you know that's true. One time we got eight feet in two days. Like just like nonstop. It was amazing. And they had those big snow plows that grind through it and throw it off. So you had this big tunnel. It's kind of cool. But anyway, I was following like I went off. I sorry, I was in Lake Tahoe for a while. Uh, I was following my brother and I go, you don't know what you do. There's we get here this way really quick. So my brother's going, no, go this way. I'm good. And so here I'm pushing the snow. First of all, that was dumb. I was following him, so that was smart. He was taking the tough. And I go, I'm going to go straight up like that, and that's where we're going to get. So anyway, you know, of course, you know how the story ends, don't you? I get about halfway there, and I'm just wiped out and find it's too steep, and so I have to backtrack and go up and eat crow when I meet my brother. <laughs> you were right. Jesus is our big brother. He's cut this trail before us. He's lived a life. He's been tempted in every way as we are, and yet... And yet without sin. And he was willing to lovingly sacrifice everything for you and me so that we could have an awesome life too. Point number three. That was my transition. <laughs> Here we go. Look at point number three. The gentleness of God's promises fulfilled. How, he, how gentle he is when he helps us. Take a look at Matthew chapter 11. Wow, this verse back in 1980 and... 1981, so needed this verse, and I 
had not discovered it. In Matthew in chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. It's so true. When finally I came to my senses and I came to him, life changed pretty radically, pretty quickly. Verse 28, 29, and 30. This is Jesus now. It's in red letters. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and, and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is, is easy. That word easy there actually means pleasant. My yoke is pleasant. And my burden, my burden is light. It's comfortable. You see, we are going to be enslaved to someone or something. That's just how this works. God designed us to give ourselves to people, causes, and things. That's how God designed us. You ever heard the word worship before? That's a big old fancy spiritual word that basically means you give yourself fully to someone or something. And so we're designed to give ourselves to someone or something. So we become what? You know, a slave, as it were, to that person or thing. I, I am not enslaved to my wife, but I'll tell you what, I love serving her. I love serving with her. I'm, I, I am a voluntary, go back to Psalms 110, I'm a voluntary servant in the Lord's army. And what a wonderful commander in chief. What a wonderful master who's gentle and humble and caring and is, has been tempted in every way as I have been and yet without sin so, so he can understand my struggle. That's what it says in the book of Hebrews chapter three and chapter four. Hey, a visitor. So I just love the fact that he knows me and the struggles I'm going through and he's still there for me. Let's read that once again. It's really true. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take my yoke means my way of living, my way of working, my way of moving through this world. My yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How oftentimes I heard in church growing up that God is an angry God looking to damn people to hell. That's not God at all. If that were God, why did he send his son into the world and crush his son for me? God so loved me, he sacrificed his own son. That's not a God of anger and spite and hate. That's a God who loves humanity and wants so much for them to experience the depth of this amazing abundant life. Let's close with this one. Isaiah in chapter 61 and verse 1. We need to get a, an Old Testament perspective here. And this is definitely the one to get. I mean, there's so many great ones. But this is a prophecy about Jesus Christ. Take a look. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. This is Jesus Christ. And if you want to know that for certain, I think I put it in your notes. I think it is uh, 
what is it, Matthew chapter 4 or is it Luke chapter 4, verses 4 through 11? I don't have my note sheets. I don't have the printed note sheets up here, but. But look at Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. The spirit of the Lord of God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to, to uh, bind up the brokenhearted, to, to proclaim liberty to the captives. In other words, open the prison cells and set the captives free. I was in the jailhouse of sin and the master was the devil and I didn't even know it. And life was horrible. And the harder I tried to get out of my mess, the worse it got. I used to trap as a little kid with another kid up in uh, Montana. And uh, if you know anything about animals, when they get in a snare, they shouldn't struggle. Because the more they struggle, the snare does what? Say, so, you know, I know how that devil works. And actually, you look in the Old Testament, it talks about snares of the devil, snares of the devil, snares of the devil, snares of the evil one. Man, that picture is burned in my mind. I know what that looks like. So I want to get out of that snare. Jesus is the answer. He sets the captives free. I know a lot of people think that Christianity is a bunch of do's and don'ts. Well, they haven't read the Bible. Sorry to tell you, there's a lot of people teaching that stuff from the pulpit, and they haven't read the Bible. You know, if you love someone, do you really love someone? I mean, seriously love someone, you'll, you'll lay your life down to serve them. Won't you? If you really love somebody. Jesus really loves you. He laid his life down for you. Okay. Man, it's our choice. Whether we'll humble ourselves and say, yep, I want you to be my master. I'm willing. It's beautiful when you do that. My prayer is that we'd understand that we trust the Lord with all our hearts. We lean not on our own understanding. In everything we do, we acknowledge him and he will help us know the right way to go. Gently, humbly, compassionately. That's how he works. And that's how his people ought to work too. Because are we not his hands and feet? Are we not his voice? Are we not his heart? Isn't that what the scriptures say? Let's close in a word of prayer. Let's make that commitment to walk just like Jesus walked on that path so that we might have the greatness of the joy that he gives. Holy Father, we thank you for the great promise that if we'll trust you with all our heart, not lean on our own smarts, which aren't really smart at all, but that we would embrace what your word says and acknowledge you in every word and deed. Then, Father, people will see a man, a woman of integrity, a man, a, a woman who has great compassion, concern, humble, kind, loving, courageous, strong, faithful, all of those things are a part of this great life in Christ, this great course, this great path. We pray, Father, you'd help us to see it in the scriptures over and over and over again and help us to embrace those, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's stand and uh, get excited together. What did Jesus say to do? He said to go. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is still the king of kings. King of kings. All right. 
Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.